Hi, welcome to the Filter Free Friday podcast. My name is Brittany Williams, and I am here to help you realize that the distance between the life that you want to live and the life that you're currently living isn't nearly as big as you think it is. I am a global fitness trainer and motivator, and I am here to help you live the life that you want to and hopefully make you laugh at least a couple times in the process. This is the second episode of the podcast, and I am so thankful for you to be here. If you love what you're hearing, if you want to hear more, I would love it if you could rate or review. I'm here for the negative or positive feedback. I'm big on feedback and I want to hear it. What do you have to say? This is more about the community uh, and about getting you what you need. So if there's something that you want to be want to hear on the podcast, you let me know. Today, we are going to talk about finding a balance in your life. Uh, and I'm going to tell you a story, <laughs> a little bit of a ridiculous story, as I think all of them are, um, about something that happened to me and my husband, and it just kind of set a light bulb off. Um, but I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. It's been um, a great week for me. Um, I mean, <laughs> I came off of saying that as if I'm just like, it's been a perfect week. I mean, it was a shitty week uh, at the very beginning. I have therapy sessions on Monday. I just started therapy kind of recently and it's really hard to like rebound after that like I'm kind of glad that the the therapy session is in the afternoon because then I can just kind of like finish the day but if I had therapy in the morning that would ruin my day (laughs) like I really like therapy but I mean it'll put you in a mood so I will not be uh, recording these podcasts on Monday afternoons (laughs) If you need something from me, don't ask me on a Monday afternoon. Um, But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here uh, to talk about uh, the fact that it was a heavy week at the beginning for me. It was was an easier week towards the end. But here we are. Uh, I'm filming this on a Friday, which feels right, which feels good. Uh, And of course, I'm doing it without filters and without makeup um, because that is the goal. uh, And the message behind the name of Filter Free Friday uh, is letting yourself kind of be raw and real more often. I had something absolutely ridiculous happen to me uh, recently, and this is the story that I've been wanting to tell. It happened a couple weeks ago, but I'm still like up at night thinking about it, so here we are talking about it on the podcast today. Uh, And so I just recently moved into a new neighborhood. My husband and I bought a house in March of last year, and we still don't really know all of our neighbors. We live in a townhome, so we know the neighbor that we share a wall with, but we don't know like the people across the street. Um, and I was working out in our, my gym and I was just, you know, enjoying my Sunday a few weeks ago when I started hearing a rooster crow, like, you know, the cock-a-doo-doo-doo or I mean, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. That's a little embarrassing, but <laughs> she said it, it's there. Um, you know, it's a rooster and I'm like, okay, the first time it happened, I'm like, all right, this is fine. It's fine. It's just once, like, you made it up. You're going crazy. This is it. It's the end. There's no way. I live in metropolitan Portland, Oregon, in a very um, city-dense, um, you know, place. And roosters are not legal to have uh, in this dense of a city. At least in the United States, they're not. And so um, I kept going on without my day. And throughout the entire day, that rooster just crowed and crowed and crowed. And I'm not talking like the morning crow that they do at like, you know, when the sun rises. I'm talking all day. And you can tell that this rooster is like cooped up somewhere that it doesn't want to be, which I'm not surprised because it's... (laughs) 
It's in East Portland. Like there's not, there's not, there's nowhere in the world where he's going to like roam well here, wherever he's at on my street. And he's so distressed and I can tell, and I'm just like, this is going to ruin my day. Like I, I can handle dogs barking, babies crying. I can handle a lot of things that are just part of the normal human experience of like living in a city that you're going to hear your neighbors and them living their life. And that's just going to happen. That's what you're signing up for. But a rooster is not something I signed up for. I draw the line there. Absolutely not. Again, this isn't a chicken. It's not a little hen that's like, you know, producing some cute eggs. This was a rooster. Like it's got some girth in that crow. You can tell. So this happened throughout the entire day and it was driving me nuts, but I had kind of decided I was going to be an adult and be a big person about it. And I wasn't going to say anything, um, at least for 24 hours. Anyone's allowed to just have something weird happen to them for a day and maybe they're taking care of a friend's rooster. Again, I don't know, but potentially, right? Don't go crying wolf after the first cry. Like let it run its course and maybe things will 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 settle itself. Uh, and then in the afternoon, maybe at about like five o'clock, I notice that the neighbor's kids have congregated in my driveway. And I did not have to think for more than a second. I already knew this chicken has somehow made its way into my driveway. I'm 100% positive. And sure enough, I walk out. And guys, I'm a hot mess. I'm in like in like my like ratty like sweatpants and sweatshirt. I had just done my hair. So like not the good way. Like I just washed it. So it's in like braids, not braids, twists. Like it just, it's the sort of look that you don't, you don't want anyone to see you. But when there's a rooster in your front yard, you go outside. Uh, so I went outside and sure enough, the rooster's kind of like trapped between my car and my um, garage. And I turn the corner and I look and it's the largest rooster I've ever seen. Now, again, I live in the city, so it's not like I see roosters on a daily basis, but I need you to know that, like, I've been on a farm, and I am from Texas, where that sort of thing is much more prevalent than it is in Portland, Oregon, and uh, it was a big-ass rooster. Like, that thing was ready to fight. Like, there was not going to be any delightful, like, let me just pick up this chicken and move it off to the side. Like, this was this chicken wasn't going to go down without a fight. So, and this is important for the story and the moral of the story, I immediately call my husband. Uh, he comes outside. I'm like, grab a broom. He grabs a broom. And, like, me and the kids kind of, like, corral it from one side. And my husband with the broom comes from the other. And looking back, I'm like, where the hell did we think this rooster was going to go? Because if one of us was to pick up that rooster, it would peck the shit out of us. It would have, I mean, it wasn't going to kill us. But, like, your face, your hands weren't going to look the same after you picked up this rooster. It was massive massive so I don't really think know what we were thinking cornering it on both sides we should have all come from one side and just let it like carefully <laughs> carefully go around my car but instead it like because we're cornering it from both sides it like I don't even know do chickens fly I probably should have done some research before I did this podcast on if it actually flew or not. But those wings flapped out it kind of hopped over my car and then got into the street and then just started sprinting I mean, if that's the sort of thing that chickens can do, but this, even if chickens can't sprint, this rooster was sprinting 
his ass off. I mean, he he knew it was life or death. This is his one opportunity to get out and to be free. So he starts barreling down the road. Now, I live on a very busy street. Again, it is a metropolitan street. There are 18 wheelers. There are busy cars. There are, I mean, it's a busy street. And the kids just go sprinting after this chicken. And I'm looking at my husband like, first of all, that's the biggest rooster I've ever seen. Second of all, if you're driving down that street and you're just enjoying your leisurely Sunday afternoon and you turn the corner and you look and there's that big ass rooster running down the street with a bunch of kids after it, like that's going to cause a car accident. I have no idea what happens to that rooster. I don't know if it lived or it died, but we did not hear another crow since. So my guess is it either died tragically on that street, which I hope that's not what happened. (laughs) I hope that's not what happened. Or it was never really meant to be in that house for very long. I'm guessing that someone in that house left the door open and let the rooster out because if it was annoying me from across the street, you can only imagine what it was like for the people in the house with the rooster. I tell you this story with purpose. <laughs> and, th- and you are going to learn, uh, listening to this podcast, this is going to be half, here's something ridiculous that happened in my life today, but there will always be a lesson. And uh, this podcast isn't about me, it's about you. And it'll always be, here's something that happened, here's what it made me think, and here's what I want you to learn from it. Uh, here's what I want you to learn from Mr. Rooster that made his way into my life a few weeks ago, is that moment. When I turned the corner, looked at that big ass rooster, I looked it dead in the freaking eyes and I said, absolutely not. I'm calling my husband. A light bulb went off. A light bulb went off in my head that I was like, wait a minute, why can't you handle this? What the hell does Rob have that you can't handle this rooster. This isn't something that's going to kill you. It's not something that you don't have the skill set for. It's just shooing a rooster. Like, sure, it might peck you and you might bleed, but you're not going to die. This chicken's not going to, like, full-on attack you. It's scared of you. It shouldn't be the other way around. So why are you calling your husband to deal with your shit? And it's so interesting, and I want you to know that this conversation is not about gender roles. It's not about marriage. This is simply about, I used to be the kind of person who was independent and would do anything and, you know, was fearless, minus that one time that there was a mouse in my house and I was on the phone with my dad for like three hours trying to set a mouse trap. Dad, just other than that one time... (laughs) I was an independent woman, like Destiny's Child style, okay? Okay. Uh, And I feel like I've lost a little bit of that independence because I rely on my husband. And again, I don't necessarily just mean in the very stereotypical gender role way, but I have to realize I've made, not concessions, because I feel like concessions has a negative connotation to it, but I've, I've, I've let some parts of me go As I've now lived with my husband for six years, we've been married for a year, but I lived by myself for six years uh, when I was living on the East Coast of the United States, and I could do anything. You need me to kill a bug, DIY, paint the furniture, the air filters, fix something, I I was your girl. Because there was no other option. And it's so interesting how when you take away that, like, 
necessity to survive, like survival skills. And I don't mean literal survival skills like out in the forest, but I mean just like 21st century living in a city in the United States, the kind of skills you need to be successful in that. I've handed off half of those to my husband and said, here, you do them. Um, And it just made me realize that it doesn't have to be that way. And I can still be independent even though I am in this larger, obviously now permanent (laughs) relationship with uh, my husband. And I think that it really, as, as annoying as that rooster was, it stopped and made me realize a change in my identity and having to stop and like recognize, am I okay with that? Like, am I okay to be the kind of person who calls her husband when there's a rooster in the front yard? Or do I want to be the kind of person who's like, oh, hell no, I'm grabbing the, the broom and I'm doing this myself. And I, and personally, I want to be the latter. And I don't think one's right or wrong. I think that's really important to admit. I think that you can be the kind of person you need to be. Certainly, you need to make sure that your partner uh, is aligned with, <laughs> with with what that is. But I think that you have to take those opportunities where the life that you're living does not align 100% with the kind of person that you want to be. And you have to take those opportunities as, um, I don't want to call them red flags, but let's call them yellow lights. I think there are times to stop and reflect. And again, yes, I am getting deep. I'm getting deep off of a story about a rooster. But I think it's really important for me to say, I could have done that myself. I'm a big girl. I'm 34. I can shoe a rooster with these six-year-old kids if I need to. And it's kind of liberating to have that conversation with yourself. Put yourself back in check of like, no, you're a big girl. Get the broom yourself and do it. But also at the same time, not beat yourself up because you need help. Because I think the opposite happens probably more often where people are afraid to ask for help and they think that they can just take everything on themselves and then they become overstressed and burdened and they do too much. I've been that person. I am that person. Um, I tend to take on a lot of stress when it comes to my career and I... um, I used to have a very stereotypical desk job. I was in wholesale sales for a global product company for 12 years and I climbed the corporate ladder and I took on so much myself and never would ask for help. Um, And I know that's the exact opposite of the story that I just gave you with Rob, but I think, I think what happens is that I take on so much load in my career that when it comes to my home life, I can't be bothered. Like the minute I come home, I'm like, Rob, take the wheel because I have given so much of myself to my career and to all of the people and my clients and my colleagues and my boss and my and everyone that needs me at my career that I got home and I needed Rob to take over because I couldn't give anymore. And I think it's important for you to note that I don't have kids. I recognize if I had kids that this conversation would be very different. Uh, And hopefully the day that I do have kids, that obviously they will come first, hopefully before that career when it comes to where I give my time and attention. I think that's important uh, for you to to know because I think that when you have kids, this conversation is a little different. But I think that the takeaways are, are still the same, which is you cannot sacrifice who you want to be for the good of a bunch of other people. 
You have to stay true with who you are. I can't give up 100% of myself at my job and then come home and expect Rob to do everything. I can't stand up at work and be a proud independent woman and then and and call myself such and then come home and be so exhausted and so just like willing to check out that I can't even do the easy stuff like shoe rooster out of my front, out of my front yard, right? Like and I think that it's it's a silly insight to take from a silly story but nonetheless, that's the immediately place my, my head went once it was done and once I was done telling the story and laughing about it and telling all my friends. Two weeks later, what has sat with me is that I pride myself on being independent and I do it very well in my career. Uh, I, it's very easy to do it right now because I own my own business and I kind of call my own shots. So that's really easy to be independent. But like in my in my life with my husband, where have I maybe leaned on him too much and put probably too much pressure is not the right word, but I've put a lot on his back. How can I show up as that independent diva, that, you know, boss bitch, whatever you want to call it, the girl boss, the whatever. I hate that word, but you know what I'm saying. How can I show up as that woman in all aspects of my life if that's the per- that sort of person that I want to identify with? And for you, it might be something completely different. For you, for you, you might say, I want to be the kind of person who relies on other people. I don't want to be in the limelight. I want to be, a, I want to be um, uh, more passive, maybe is the word that I'm looking for. Um, and that's totally fine as well. I don't think that, again, one is not better than the other, but you have to be willing to look at those situations in your life where your actions do not follow suit with the identity that you hold true to your heart and they might be really small they might be really big but I think every time that you take those opportunities to recognize where you need to change your behavior you will continue to improve as a person if you look at every story and situation as an opportunity to get better and to improve and I don't say that in this like you should constantly be improving every single day is an opportunity I mean that's literally actually exactly what I said I literally just said everything (laughs) everything is an opportunity to get better you don't have to get better but recognize the opportunity for you to improve is always there you do not have to take Um, advantage of that opportunity every single time. Let me be clear with my words. The opportunity, always there to adjust, to tweak, to, to be a little bit better at who you are. It's up to you whether or not you're willing to take it. In that moment, I'm gonna sit here and say, I regret not shooing the rooster myself. I also... I don't think the result would have been any different. And that's the takeaway that like Rob's ver- Rob's ability to shoo that rooster was no different than mine. So why did I default to him just because I didn't want to do the like uncomfortable thing because I might get hurt? Again, that's uh, something that I'm dealing with in said therapy, like I said. But like for me, it's about showing up in every situation how you want to show up. And when you don't, you got to take the time to talk about it on a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You have to take the time to reflect on it. And I think so often we can get frustrated with how we maybe responded in a conversation or get in a fight or whatever, and then we don't like to take the time to reflect. 
and then go maybe back to the person and say, this is how I should have acted instead. Uh, and that's really what I want to get you to do today is like, look at those times in your life where you maybe acted in a way that wasn't congruent with what you needed it to be. And so what are you going to do about it going forward? Can you adjust? Can you make a change? And for me, I'm going to buck up a little bit when it comes to around the house. I'm going to, let's hope we never have another rooster, but next time I got that. If we got ants, I'm going to spray for them. Like there are things that I'm like, why is it always creatures and animals? But I guess that's the beauty of home ownership. But like, I think there are areas in your life where you can be better. And you got to recognize them and you can't be afraid to look them in the eye and say, yeah, I've been dropping that ball. Let me handle this. And you're not doing it for the people around you. I'm not doing it so that I don't stress out Rob or that I put too much on Rob. I'm doing it because it's important for me to be Beyonce. It's important for me to be an independent woman. Okay. So your girl needs to shoo her own roosters away, literally and metaphorically. Okay. That's what we learned from said rooster. I'm sorry I don't have more closure about what happened, what happened to the rooster, but, but, if, but if I get more information, I will certainly let you know. Go live your Friday exactly how you want to. And when you make a mistake, you apologize for it, you adjust your mindset, and you go after it again. That to me is how you live a filter-free life, is recognizing that you got to show up raw and real and honest and authentic. And sometimes you are going to stumble, but you get up, you dust off your nice outfit and you say, oops, (laughs) let's try that again. Yeah. All right. I hope you have a wonderful Friday. Again, please leave a rating or a review. I would love to hear from you. I will be here every single uh, Friday giving you raw, real, unfiltered advice and laughter uh, that hopefully can inspire you to change your mindset and go live a filter-free Friday. 